Blog Talk Radio. in Clifton Forge, Virginia. She's a regular on the East Coast Horror Con circuit and my partner in crime. Self-professed horror fan, self-professed super fan of the Marvel Universe. And you can see her featured in certain in films like Plan 9 for Out of Space as a zombie. So please welcome to the show my sexy porn witch, Erin Marie. How are you doing, sweetie? I'm doing great. How are you? Well... Health-wise, I've been a little bit up and down, but I'm in good spirits tonight, figuratively and literally. So, how are you doing? Uh, about the same, uh, better than I have been. I've been a little under the weather, but <clears throat> feeling a little bit better. 
Well, uh, it's our final episode. We've made it to the end of the second season, and we're still here. Can you believe that? I know we're still here. I'm happy about that. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, and we might even at least have one or two episodes. Season three coming up even is kind of amazing. So let me bring on the other sexy witch before we get into more details. Because, girls, i got to start out with some news before we get into this Star Wars thing. Uh, So let's bring on my second and, most importantly, the original witch to help me start this. So... (laughs) My second witch is located in Seattle, Washington, and is a writer for Living Dead Magazine, an aspiring filmmaker and a published author. She just opened her own store called Merrill Minded Crafts, and you can look for her art and bony, cool accoutrements there. And she's a horror film featuring a regular participant in live-action role-play. Look for her wolfy attitude and personal writings on her popular blogs and YouTube channels. Please welcome to the show the sexy werewitch, Queenie Todd. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Werewolves of London. Yeah, beautiful. Right. Beautiful. So, werewolves of London. Well, Werewolf of Seattle. You know, they haven't done a good werewolf movie in Seattle. You'd think Seattle would be a, except for it's cloudy. Oh, but that's cool because it's cloudy all the time. Maybe it would be a really cool place to do one. I mean, you know, they do vampires all. I mean, they already do vampires up there. You got that Twilight series oh, yeah. and Fifty Days of Ooh. Night and all that. But you know, but I can you know, I can envision the- I can envision a nice wolf a nice wolfy creature like howling off the top of the Space Needle. That'd well, yeah, awesome. a good re- a, right? you know how it a good yeah. remake of the Howling is not off the rec- off the table, I think, and they could actually because a lot of it takes place in a commune in the woods, so I That's I don't true. see why it couldn't be like uh, we could move it to Seattle and do it a new thing with it. Who knows? So, maybe I'll do it. Maybe one day I'll make a film finally. <laughs> Oh, well, I would totally believe you because I know you love the howling and you would honor the source material. So you'd be I a good would. writer. Yes. Would. So, excellent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> excellent. Uh, so I've been schooling my, my – I've been catching up with all these movies and I've been schooling my daughter on some films. I finally saw Lights Out and Don't Breathe, and I liked both those movies. They're not my favorite movies of the year, but I saw those. Uh, I saw Batman versus Superman, which was, eh, okay, Zack Snyder. I just really don't like him as a director, though the acting was pretty good in it. Um, what else did I see? Uh, I saw that Mission Impossible film with Tom Cruise. It was pretty good. I was actually surprised how entertaining it was. Um, let's see. I've, I've just been, like, cramming it. And then in the middle of it, my daughter's been obsessed with all these cooking shows. So we've been watching all, like, Cake Wars and Holiday Wars and all that stuff. She loved Halloween Wars, and now she's watching all the holiday ones, too. I'm like, great. So so that's that's been my last couple of weeks. How's, you, how's your um, – Erin Marie, how was your Thanksgiving? Have you seen anything new that you want to note? Uh, ooh, I I did get to see Doctor Strange and Fantastic Beasts in theater, which is nice. And uh, I don't 
<clears throat> I've just been down. I'm like, I was like slamming Grey's Anatomy down to where I'm like almost in the ninth season already. That's pretty much what's taking my time. <laughs> I just been slamming although, although I did watch the the recent episode of The Exorcist, and holy crap! If people aren't watching this, I don't get why not. I mean, the movie, the show's incredible. <laughs> Uh, it it really is one of the better shows on television, and none of that stuff. I'm not. I don't really a fan of exorcism movies. They don't scare me. Some people get really scared, but uh, you know. But that show is really well cut, really well paced. Timing's good. It's a really fun show. I, I don't know why more people. It's gory. So I remember. I, it actually gives. It actually gives me the chills, and it's like pretty freaking freaky. It's creepy. We like creep. Creep is good. So, I know. That's, that's why I'm in love with it. Yeah, I'm real. So I, I, I want to also say Ashby versus Evil Dead ended this last weekend, and I'm rest, <sighs> I'm gonna miss it. Um, I the I don't think the last episode actually lived up to the rest of the season. It kind of felt short, abrupt, and that was it. But at the same time, it was such a fun season. And I, bring another one on because I could watch Bruce Campbell and that those guys just do silly stuff with gore forever. I, I, I you know, it doesn't get dull, and it, it, not a dull moment on that show. Well, and the last so, episode, the last episode's just setting up a really good season three. I mean, especially when they finally make reference to Army of Darkness, because that's one thing that no other Evil Dead movie has done other than Army of Darkness. He's never mentioned well, going back in time. Until now, that's because that's because of the rights issues. But the rights issues have now ironed themselves out. So that's the good news. So yeah, they'll be able to play off of that a bit more than they were able to first season. They still didn't have the rights slowed out. Now they do. So I'm all it's a little exciting, don't you think? You know? Oh yeah. So, uh, Cleany, what have you been watching? I actually haven't been watching anything new, but I've been watching like. Uh, old horror movies kind of to cheer me up. Like, I've been watching Nightbreed and, and things like that. Nice. Especially since Nightbreed mean, well, means that's... a lot to me. So. I watched, uh, I rewatched Nightbreed again for the madness this year because uh, it's, you know, I, I like mad. I've always known, and a lot of people don't know, but people who don't know horror know that the monsters are never. Frankenstein or any of the others. It's always the mon- the humans, humans. are the, always the monster of the story. Yeah. Always is. Um, even before Romero made it a, a, a subgenre in zombieism itself. But, uh, you know, uh, but yeah, it, 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 that one really, it's so funny because people are like, it's so edgy and out there. And I'm like, really? Because it made total really? sense to me. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I was, you Midian know, is like, where the monsters it, it, live. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did, it did. Anyway, you know, but I'm so glad you saw that again. I was trying to look up my it's, it's my like list cheer of movies me up I just movie, watched. You know? <laughs> yeah, so I had I had a good time. <laughs> so, anything else that you might have seen? Like, because I'm trying to, I'm um, stalling. So, <laughs> I, I've been I've been intending to watch Saw, but <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it. I'm like, I'm going to watch Saw. And then I'm like, oh, doing something else. Wait, no, I'm going to watch Saw now. Because when I watch Saw, I want to watch all of them. So I procrastinate. Because it's better when you watch them all in a row. They make sense that way. 
I want the whole story to unfa- unveil before me, you know? <laughs> exactly. Because you already had to wait the first time. <laughs> oh, I did see something important, Queenie, to talk about with you. Oh, what did you see? I saw the, I saw the killing joke. <gasps> Good. What would you think? I finally saw it. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I, I, I know the Me comics, too. so I know that that first part with the guy and her was all yeah. uh, written for this, but but I actually thought it was a complete, a pretty decent adaptation of of the of the comic, and it was decent, and it was great to hear the voice acting. Do I think it was perfect? Yes. No, I actually I don't think that I thought I thought the song missed the mark at the back half a little bit, even though yeah. the stuff in the fun house was amazingly cool. Uh, I also. I uh, thought that the cutting was actually unnecessary because it seemed like it was sandwiched in and not natural. Same with some of the I sexual stuff. That. But yeah. but the sexual but the sexual stuff is also something that we are always in denial about anyways because it's technically Batman's yeah. a kids thing. So we don't even think about Joker as a sexual being except for like this relationship with Harley, which if you watch the original shows, there's not really a sexual relationship. They're always like throwing each other around and mostly Joker throwing things at Harley. It's not a very yeah, healthy relationship very- per se. Uh, you know, and it's not quite S and M submissive dominance either. Uh, you know, no. it's somewhere it's very gray. Yeah, yeah, it's much more sadistic than that. Uh, so, but but you know, but the, but they did explore it here, and it would make sense that Joker would be some a sexual being. He's insane. He has no more. Oh God! Yeah. Um, no, Why but he didn't need to have. But I don't think it made the, what happened to her any better or worse because, I mean, he's already pretty much violated her, you know, to violate yeah. her more, it, it, it doesn't make it worse. It already is bad. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's already right. like, as bad as you can get. He would only use that energy as much as he needs to to make a point, you know? Like, he wouldn't go overboard like that. That would be a waste of his time. Yeah. He would do other things. No. He'd find creative ways, the- you know? Exactly. He's got shit to do. So, and he has a plan. He's in the middle of a major plan with this whole thing. So anyway, but uh, so I actually, but I do think overall, I enjoyed the killing joke and I actually liked it quite a bit. And I think it was ballsy for them to go for one of the more controversial books and the one that changed my mind about Batman when I read it. I I I don't know how many people fell the first time you read it and you saw Barbara Gordon get like, what happens to her in that book it fucked yeah, my world chilling. for a while it, it was yeah, like it was holy really shit chilling. they went there you know um yep. so i was so that's cool so I, i'm glad that they did that oh i also saw clown both you guys Ooh. saw clown and i actually had a lot that. of fun with clown is very silly but i liked it it's actually they nice. kill a lot of kids and you know how I feel about child murder, so it, you know mm-hmm. it was cool that way. Um, I also saw a non. I saw the Neon Demon, which is like oh. is about as. Uh, you might like it, Queenie. It's very arty. Really? Um, yeah, it's very it's beautiful. Like, what can I it's say? Really <laughs> pretty. It's really pretty, but boy, does it take forever to get to where it's going. It's just uh-huh. like. 
Yes, I'm staring at the triangle. It's coming towards me, and I'm beautiful. And now it's going away from me. Uh, <laughs> so it's so it's a little pretentious. It's about it's about jealousy and narcissism in the fashion industry, and and wanting to cannibalize your competition. <laughs> oh, uh, I, I get. I get all of that. I got all of that. It just takes forever to get there. Oh, my God. It took forever to get there. And, and the whole but, Keanu Reeves thing didn't even need to really be in there. That that whole thing didn't no. really make sense. Oh, my God. 52 years old? Yes, man. I'll, I, I mm-hmm. will. Okay. He's, he is aging like fine wine. That's all I have to yes, say. Yes, he is. Oh, oh, my gosh. Um, all this unfair. I, so John Wick. Oh, and I saw, yeah, it's coming up. And and I <laughs> wanted to talk Star Trek Beyond with Aaron Cogan, but he's not on tonight so far. But I did see Star Trek Beyond, which was okay. If he comes on, we'll talk about it later. Uh, and I saw I saw Yoga Hosers, but I'm saving that for season one because it's going. Get this, ladies. <laughs> yoga Yoga Hoser is going to make my top ten. I really, I'm really torn about that movie. You know that, guys? Like, I'm really, uh, <laughs> the last time he had those freaking yoga hosers in the movie in freaking Tusk, I was like, oh, my God, not this stereotype again. Again. Oh, this is not Canada. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And they lay it on so thick. Oh, my God. I they, know. They lay it on so thick. It is, it is so over the top. I'm going to watch stereotype. it. <laughs> Watch it. It's okay, on Netflix guys, it's right on now. Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's on streaming. Watch it before season our first episode, uh, which is the twenty third right. of January. That's our first episode of season one, uh, season three. That's our goal. That's going to be our Oscar episode. <laughs> yeah. So so make sure <laughs> make sure that you watch it before then because I I can't believe I'm going to actually put it in my top ten, and I think a lot of it has to do that I'm a mother of a daughter mm-hmm. and I see my future. You can relate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, a lot of it has to do with that. Uh, but it, it, it's such a stupid movie. Oh my God. I cannot even believe that I liked it that as much as I did. It's ridiculous. And, you know, it's by far not the best film I've seen this year, but, you know, but it's got to, it's good. It might squeak in there. And I'm really shocked at that. So um, I, I could go but on. You can do more yoga more guys. I even I'm a yoga? Canadian. I even do yoga. I'm a yoga hoser. <laughs> oh my god, you are a yoga hoser. And you know what? You, you're gonna love those scenes. Those scenes, the yoga hoser, the, yo, the yoga scenes are hysterical. Only because there okay. is yoga in this film. There's yoga and there's okay. yoga hosers in this film. There uh, better but be. It's really, it's really aimed at 14 year old girls. This movie's demographic is 14 year old girls. Cool. It really is. Or their or their fathers, which is the other demographic, because like you know, wieners keep chasing his her, her his daughter around. So there's got to be some okay. symbolism in there. So um, oh, Absolutely. and last but not least, I I do want to mention one more film that surprised me that I thought I liked a lot and I found it completely entertaining was the new Ghostbusters. I saw it with my daughter Hi. and we had a blast with it. Um, and and part of it is the effects are really 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 good. Uh, for CG effects, um, and I was like, "Why are these so good? They look." My my husband yelled, "Hey, these look like puppets!" I'm like, "Yeah, they do look like puppets." Turns out they were puppets. Ke- a Kyoto brother worked on the special effects. 
Who knew? Oh. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so like Slimer, I mean, it's, it's obviously crunched into a computer, but they're using a practical effect and compositing. It looks pretty cool. I, I actually thought the film was kind of fun. I, you know, I, you know, there, there's a couple things I thought were super silly, but it was a totally good film to watch with my daughter, and she liked it a lot, yeah. and the chemistry of the cast was fine. I mean, you got to remember, three of these guys write together on SNL, so they, they, they know each right. other back and forth. Leslie Jones you is hysterical. You could see they were each other. Yeah, they had chemistry. And, and, they had good chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. And Kate McKinnon is really funny. I like Kate right? McKinnon a lot. Oh, I, you know, I, I, I I'm in love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run away with her. <laughs> yeah, so, Man. so, so I, I actually am going to recommend Ghost, the Ghostbusters remake. I, that's how reboot or whatever you want to call it. It's how you update it. It was a completely acceptable update to the original sh- movie, and and I'm actually looking forward to seeing the sequel. So hey, what do you? Who knew? Who knew? Right. Let's freeze over. You know, hell does freeze over because it is, after all, December, and it's getting cold outside. And Uh you can hear the church bells (laughs) in the distance. (laughs) Oh shit! (laughs) They're coming for me, Martha. (laughs) But but it's not just about (laughs) church bells and stocking. And screaming. It's also about <laughs> screaming. Dirty phone calls. Black Christmas. Ooh, dirty phone calls. Dirty uh-huh. phone calls. And, and Krampus. We love Krampus. Well, most of us love Krampus. But hey, I love Krampus, just not the movie. Krampus is my boyfriend. <laughs> For so, real. We got, so Christmas is the Krampus Christmas episode is of. Per- it is providing <laughs> this year, our Christmas season here. And our first present that I want to open up for you girls is an announcement that came over the airways just before airtime. And I know you guys know who Margot Robbie is, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Mark, Mark, Robbie. Margot Robbie was the only good thing about Suicide Squad. Well, not the only good thing, but she was a standout Girl. star of Suicide Squad. She was really good, really, really good as Harley. She has been tapped to play the star in Gotham City Sirens, which is the follow-up to Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayers, who also directed Suicide Squad, and it's going to star Margot Robbie as as, uh, Harley Quinn and two announced people playing Poison Ivy and Catwoman. So keep going. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Yeah, my head, oh, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. Same day, okay, same day, today, announced, this morning, Tanya Margarobi is also going to star in a film called I, Tanya, the Tanya Harding biopic with, with Sebastian Stan playing Jeff Gooley. Really? Oh, my God. Who's going to be Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan? What? I haven't said yet. I can't process all this information. <laughs> Can we have Natalie Portman? Slow down. Natalie Portman would make a good Nancy Kerrigan, right? Uh, they haven't said who Nancy is yet. They just announced uh, Sebastian Stan and, and, and Margot Robbie. So, uh, 
Uh, I immediately told our <laughs> colleagues in the feminine critique about it, and they went apeshit too. I mean, mind blown, right? Right. <laughs> mind freaking blown. I'm I trying not guys, to squeal I... in your ear. That's just because that will be very loud. Squeal <laughs> away if you have to. I mean, it is Christmas after all. So. <laughs> Are you guys it's aware we have another? We have another celebrity dead at 69. What? Oh, no. Alan Thicke. Oh. Alan Thicke? Said Alan Alan Thicke passed away at noon today, it says. Heart attack. Oh, Mike. Fuck 2016. Oh. Fuck 2016. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're right. Oh, no. It doesn't say. It doesn't say he's dead. Oh, yeah, it says dead at 69. Growing pain stop. Yep. Motherfucker. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. That is terrible news. And, of course, we had uh, Joseph Macalo from uh, Days of Our Lives, Stefano Demera, the villain himself. <gasps> yes. He also passed the over the weekend. Who is a huge influence on my growing up was Stefano Demera. You know, I, I know, I me too. All the way to the eighties and to when he pushed friggin' Roman Brady off that cliff. Off I watched cliff. that episode first run. Watched the first. Me run. too. We all. I was we four all though. Were devastated. <laughs> I was re- well, a little older than you, but not that much. Older. I remember it. But, oh, yeah. And you know so, it was Kane. You were. You know it was Kane Hodder who did the uh, Roman Brady. Um, Stunts yes. during Days of Our Lives yes, at that we, time. No, really? Yes, yes, yes it was. We talked about it. Yeah. Oh, it was Kane. It was totally Kane Hunter. It's that. awesome. All right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. It's so. Wow. Kane is cool. I mean, He's done a lot of shit, right? Kane's the best. Where is Kane Hunter? <laughs> Next year, I am going to do the Where is Kane Hodder contest, and we're going to have a jingle go, Where is Kane Hodder? Like but it has to sound like a bad barber sharp quartet or something. It really does. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No. Really off key. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a little. All right. Bing. <laughs> Where well, in the world it's... is Kane Hodder? Yeah, that would be really good, right too. That's literally. <laughs> Where is Kane Hodder? Oh, man. But that'll be our our contest next, you know. If you know, if you can tell me where Kane Hodder is before I announce it on air, you would win something. I have no idea what you would win yet. But uh, we'll figure that one out when we get along. Um, I know where he's going to be in February. Where is he going to be in February? Days of the Dead Atlanta. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Days of the Dead Atlanta. And they started announcing stuff today. They have announced what one, but two of the Stranger Things kids. So <gasps> really, what? Yeah. So it was what, including my favorite one, the one with the little hat and the little little curly hair. Oh, so cool. oh my God. He's but precious. if you know, if one or two of them, usually the the others start following. So I bet you there's going to be a few more than that. Uh, so, uh, Days of the Dead Atlanta is always a great time, and if you're listening to this show and you don't know that, you should go and go to Atlanta and meet my day-drinking southern fried horror geeks, and you'll just have a blast with them. So, <laughs> it's very fun down there. Maybe one day. Yeah. I don't oh, know if someday. I can get there, though. Oh, my God. We, gotta, we, we, we just I don't know. Which if, is if... Witches to meet. 
if yeah. Liz, Bonnie, and I are going to be at Days of the Dead Atlanta, hopefully, fingers crossed, then we should definitely get you out there. That'd be really cool. Right. <laughs> uh, um, I, I, but we'll I be able to keep up to with go, you guys but... drinking. You know, all that <laughs> drinking everyone talks about. Like, I, I can't drink anymore, so I'm just kind of, what am I going to do? Just be like, hey, guys. I'm here. Hey, 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 hey. First of all, there's always ways, there's always ways to to make sure everyone's having a good time. There's always Mm -hmm. ways. But, well, you know, I'm sure you guys will let me down. But I I actually wasn't drinking as much as it may sound because I had, I was staying up like for the late night screenings. So I, I was up to two to four in the morning on average. Sometimes one morning I didn't go to bed till the sun came up. Yeah, so, uh, and then I got up, like, two hours later because I wanted to go hit the panel in the morning. <laughs> so, uh, you know, awesome, I, was, I was working, you know. Right, you were <laughs> working. I, I was working. I was. I was working. I worked my ass off. Yes. Most of our, uh, if you, if you yeah, notice, you like, two, two-thirds of our guests starting from March onward were people I met at Days of the Dead. Including Billy mm-hmm. Pond and Bobby Easley and and you know and Bonnie of course was there too even though she'd already been on the show, um, you know so you know Days of the Dead yes it's staring us in the face I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go or not and we'll talk about that off air Aaron but there's something mm-hmm. horrible staring me in the face in January that might like disrupt everything so we gotta talk <gasps> about that I know. Oh, no. uh, yeah, it's just how it is. But anyway, let's bring on Aaron Kogan. I think he's on right now. You're yeah. on with the Sex and Wishes because. Hey, hey, everybody. Good evening. Hey, there he is. All right. We've been, we've, we've been like, dragging I'd like our ass. Why can't talk about Star Wars without me being on? Please. I can't. We can't. Uh, we've been, we, we were dragging our ass waiting for you. We've been talking about lots of other pleasant things. <laughs> so now we're glad you're here. And I'm going to serenade you. This is my cousin. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony, a day of joy we all can share, together joy. Correspondent, my cousin in Gorge County. He worked. He's he's been bit, played pirates. He's been in Shakespeare. He's been a singing waiter. He served in medieval times. He's the biggest Disney geek I know, and really into that pin trading thing. Uh, he also looked for him at conventions, including the the Galac of them all, San Diego Comic Con, plus many others in the Orange County, L.A. area and San Diego areas. Please welcome to my show. My sexy warlock of Orange County, Aaron Kogan. How you doing, sir? I am well. Thank you, thank you for that. Happy Life Day, everyone. Happy, Happy Life, Life Day. Can you imagine the mountains of cocaine that must have been employed? <laughs> For someone to first off write, and for the first 20 minutes, it's just Wookiees, man. Just Wookiees. And then all the people say, yeah, yeah, just Wookiees. Yeah, that's it. 
They can have oh, this whole language. No, no. Lumpy and Mala and Itchy. Oh, my God. I've actually showed the uh, holiday special for my New Year's party because you have to show it. But I actually want to say about the cocaine, it's not as much as you think, and this is why. Because if you look at Carrie Fisher, she obviously did it all. So, sure. <laughs> sure. So, uh, no, no, I'm, talk- I'm talking strictly the writers, strictly the people behind the scenes saying, and this oh. is what we're going to do for the holiday special. Mountains of coke. It's the only explanation. <laughs> Merry fucking oh, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Merry fucking life day. Oh. Yeah, and it I was a white Christmas for first, them. First run. <laughs> I actually saw that shit first run. I mean, I actually watched it. I was a big deal. The whole family went, oh, Star Wars holiday special. And then we were like, huh? <laughs> I didn't know any better. I was like five, so I don't yeah. really care. You know, but, I, but, well, but, I uh, loved it first off. I loved it because they had Kenner Star Wars toy commercials, you know, flooding the whole damn program. So I loved that part. But um, let's not forget, that is the first on-screen appearance of Boba Fett. Well, and, yes, and, and that's important. It's canon. It's very, very, very canon. So, you know, well, there's that. Well, it depends who you're yeah. talking to. J.J. Abrams says it's know. canon. I, I tend well, okay, JJ Abrams, I don't know, but you know. <laughs> I still say uh, speaking of, of Life Day and and for before we get into uh Rogue One and our, our anticipations for it, I do wanna mention something semi related. Over the weekend, but Numathon was happening in August, which if people don't know what Abudnagathon is, Harry Knowles, and it cool news, th- throws a birthday party, a 24-hour birthday party at the Alamo Draft House South tomorrow in Austin. You don't know what you're going to get. You can get first-run films, and you can get clips, and you can also get older, older films, vintage films. When I went, I got to see Inherit the Wind on the big screen, which was pretty awesome. Uh, you know, it, yeah, but with a lot of other great films I got to see. But uh, so Star Wars geekdom, of course, Harry Knowles is a huge Star Wars geek, and even more so is some of his understaff who have been writing about Star Wars uh, longer than they actually have been on Ain't It Cool, and, uh, including Scotty Swans. Uh, and uh, they actually get this. Uh, Ryan Johnson, who's the director of the Star Wars 8, okay, he also directed uh-huh. Brick, and Brother Solomon and a bunch of other cool geeky films with Joseph Gordon-Lewitt, you know, because you got to do that when you're cool. And um, hmm. he actually recorded the audience at Butnumathon, and they're going to be in Star Wars 8. Right on. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually in um, Tron Legacy. They did the same thing down at Comic-Con with us, and they had the entire audience – uh, chant D res D res D res. So you know I'm in Tron. Awesome, be in Tron. It's good. <laughs> oh, and before we go more into Star Wars, I do want to mention I was holding this off, and the ladies know I was holding this off. I saw Star Trek Beyond finally. And there's silence. Aaron, I'm sorry. Yes? You saw what? Star Trek Beyond. 
Oh, that's right. You finally got around to seeing it. What yeah, did you think? Yeah, I finally saw it. I have mixed feelings on it. I, I yeah. actually enjoyed it a little bit more than the last Star Trek movie, Into Darkness. I liked it more. I thought it was the closest we got to a Star Wars Trek episode in a long time. It had that vibe to it, you know, a little bit, little bit closer on point to what I would call Star Trek. At the same time, it mm-hmm. still kind of missed the mark, and you know, and, and I, and I actually thought the makeup was a little lacking for a Star Trek show. I, I've seen better makeup, alien makeup, done on TV really? episodes. Yeah, huh. I, I did. That's interesting. But, but uh, ultimately, you remember, it's entertaining, and I like the whole I, ship and all that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you remember uh, from my reporting at Comic-Con, or, or actually the day before Comic-Con, where they had that great preview for it on the bay, uh, they announced that there were 50 different alien species in the movie uh, in celebration of Star Trek's 50th year. I'm going to have to go well, back and look it? at them, though, because the, the makeup that I saw I thought was good and blended in very nicely with the rest of it didn't you know draw me let out me rephrase, let, let me rephrase that uh, let me say that no the, the universe building was still on point i don't think it took away from that so that's all i'm talking about i i mean the hero makeup in particular like the one alien that you're working with the whole what's her name i can't think of her name the female right. hero alien i didn't like her makeup in particular, I thought it was distracting. Ah. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't feel organic. It felt like war paint, and it didn't feel like war paint over alien skin, which would have been allowed too, if you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Uh, it it just didn't feel. I I just wasn't vibing on it that much. Now the story was entertaining. I had no issues with that, and I mm-hmm. think Simon Pegg's screenplay was pretty good. I actually thought it was pretty good. So uh, you I know, agree with you. I, I yeah. So anyway. Does does my other sexy witches have any follow-up, or you guys haven't seen it yet? I haven't seen it. I still haven't Uh, seen it either. Oh, well, I don't know why you should see it. But it's all right for seeing. I think it's definitely the best of the Abrams reboot three. Um, Star Trek and then the aptly named Star Trek Into Darkness. No apostrophe. Um, I thought uh, just <laughs> sucked Wang. I mean, oh, big this, green Janubian slime devil Wang. It, uh, it just I missed mean, a lot of opportunities, oh, is what it oh, did. By following it, by following the whole con storyline, they just really missed an opportunity to branch out into their own. That's that's very well, well put. And and, and and that's exactly right. I think that's why this third one does work because it's not working on stuff we've built on in the past. Matter of fact, it's kind of deliberately pushing itself away from that. They're even writing scenes where they're pushing themselves away from that. So, exactly. uh, you know, like I said, it, it felt more, it more like this is, really was our first film as the Star Trek had their own independent, this cast has their own independent story. Uh, actually, at this point, I think it is. So, you know, we'll see if we get another one. <laughs> Maybe it'll get better. Yeah. Uh, well, the the word is that if there is another one, Simon Pegg is set to write again, which I'm very happy about. Uh, when he was writing uh, Star Trek Beyond, he said his browser was continually just all the time open to Star Trek Wiki. 
and uh, I, I like someone, you know, back in the day, they, there was a show Bible that told you everything about the characters, everything about the universe, uh, and not just for Star Trek, this was for everything, but George, uh, George Lucas, one of my Canadian, Roddenberry, uh, Gene Roddenberry, had so many definite ideas, and you can argue about whether or not, you know, he was too close to it to make it really entertaining and you know, because when he finally did get the reins with Star Trek the motion picture, that just kind of bombed big time. Uh, but, you know, things like infinite diversity in infinite combinations, idic, the, the philosophy of the Vulcans, that's a huge thing. And ditto I, for I, I kind of believe that too. I mean, and Carl Sagan. It was like Carl Sagan before there was a Carl Sagan. You know, it yeah. like giving you infinite ideas and infinite varieties. You know, exactly. I've always, I've always appreciated that about Star Trek, and that was fucking six late sixties. You know, here we are. Yeah. Let's 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 put Star Trek aside because we really are supposed to be talking about. Rogue One, you know, because Rogue One yeah. came, is coming out tonight at midnight. The world It's already had its uh, critic uh, viewing yesterday. I know quite a few people that went to see it in advance, so we didn't get to go, but they got to go. Yeah. Uh, does, I, I assume that none of us have seen it yet, have we? Nope. No, I have tickets for the first show at the El Capitan Theater, which is the one that Disney owns. So I'm hoping that we're going to get some fun special things. I know uh, we're going to be able to take pictures with a stormtrooper, so that's going to be kind of fun <laughs> and silly. And then uh, at the oh, uh, the Chinese, right across the street, uh, people have been camped out for weeks, and um, part of the group that does that does it for charity, and it's a, a big thing. Uh, they posted today that the Chinese is going to have special uh, popcorn buckets, hard plastic buckets, collectibles, shaped like the Death Star. That's pretty cool. So, um, you know, I I have issues with the machine that Disney is, but I will say, boy, do they know how to market the fuck out of their movie. They've been really on par. It makes you interested. You want to watch it. You're all excited. I really enjoyed Epcot turning, um, you know, uh, yeah. the, the big globe into the Death Star with lasers shooting out of it. That was pretty entertaining. That's cool. Uh, yeah. You know, um, I, I will admit, uh, I, when I heard they were finally going to greenlit this particular story in Rogue One, I was really excited because I always wondered, how the hell did those plans get into get into R2-D2? Because at that point, this is the uh, when we come in at New Hope, it's the end of the mission. Their mission has failed. They are dumping yeah. cargo, basically, is what they're doing on Tatooine. They almost made it. They almost made their mission. But they're at this point, they're just dumping the cargo, which is basically what R2-D2 is doing to himself and hoping for the best, right? And, you know, yeah. Hail Mary pass. It's a Hail Mary pass on the Rebellion side. So. That I'm really, you know, I, so that part of it is exciting. I, and I think it's nice to finally see, like, a story about the Rebel Alliance. Because we get the Jedis and the mysticism, but there's all these humans and, and, and other alien humanoids 
working together that don't have powers, and they're fighting an a, a army that is insurmountable. So, well, anyway. spoiler alert: you are going to get a Jedi with uh, yes, with Rogue One, and yes, uh, of course, the big news. I, I think anyone who's been following the trailers or anything else knows we get Darth Vader in this. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty epic. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and all the fans going up the spine. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, all all the fangirls go. <laughs> yeah, I, I take your point, though, that it's nice to get, uh, I guess, kind of a worm's eye view, as, as the phrase has been said before, of the war rather than following the Skywalker family and following all these, you know, heads of the empire, heads of the rebellion, da, 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 and getting down and dirty in the trenches. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about that. And honestly, to see Darth Vader go full Darth Vader mode, because, you know, yes. the man is not, it'll be interesting to see him and his horrible Sith worse. And I'm hoping yes. they don't let him. I hope he doesn't hold back. I really don't. I don't. I want to see him do PG-13 shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> let him go. Let him be yeah. evil. Yes, let him be evil. So uh, let him run. I'm not going to come back. Free my people. <laughs> <laughs> well, since so, I've got you all on the line, I, I need to know. Who's going to pick up my uh, my Columbia uh, jacket, the uh, Captain Cassian Andor jacket from uh, Columbia Sportswear? Because it's sold out online, and there are no Columbia oh. stores in California at all. So I don't even know what that is. Out. What, what is that? Columbia. Oh, oh you've got to go. Columbia. Yeah, go to Columbia.com, and uh, you know the 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 sportswear company that did the commercials for a while back with the toughest mom and she put her son in the products and then would drag him behind the car or whatever. That no, Columbia. I have no idea. I have no idea. You don't, know, you don't remember those pro- commercials? No. Those are funny commercials. No. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so how do you Columbia get, okay, I'm to the website. Where do yeah, you yeah, go They've got three here. jackets uh, and the one that I wanted is sold out, of course. And uh, actually, I guess the the women's jacket is sold out too. So yeah, great. No stores in California. That's okay. We're only the fifth largest is, economy in the world. Why would you have it's, a store it's a, here? It's a, so I, I'm looking for a Star Wars tie-in. Is that what this is? Yeah, it's uh, Columbia.com/slash/rogue-one-landing. Ah, I found it. I found it. I found it. Oh my God! Okay, so yeah, there is a right? tie-in, and, and oh, and they're oh beautiful. They're, they're 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 the closest thing to screen accurate that you're going to see mass oh produced God. ever. They're gorgeous. No, I'm serious. I see why you're telling me about a product here because they're they're. Uh, look at I'm putting it on the sexy witches so they can see it. I just sent it to the right thread. Uh, the 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 Jin Urso Rebel Jacket is brilliant. Yeah, like, it, it's, like that, it looks that is like a the one she wears jacket. in the freaking movie, man. And, and I like it, the Andorra I, I was, Rebel Parka, too. <laughs> oh, wow. That's the one I need. That's the one I need. Oh, I'm waiting for okay. it to open up. <laughs> 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 wow. 
They might have some stores, shows. but they're sold out online, man. <laughs> I so sexy. Yeah, now, so, so oh, where's the, the goddamn store link? locator? <laughs> I have no idea. Join us, Karen. How do you okay, sell Halloween out before store. Christmas, before the movie, guys? You didn't hey, make hey, enough? Queenie. Seriously? What? Queenie, there's one, in, there's one in Seattle on Pine Street, right downtown. Oh, if I had so. the money. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. And there, there's also one in Portland. Unfortunately. On guys, there's a LARP around here, a Star Wars LARP. You know how awesome that coat would be? Oh, yeah. Dude, if I oh, came yeah. in in that coat, oh. Okay. Uh. <laughs> you would rock and it. And they're limited would. edition, too, so I hope I they're not own. sold out permanently. Own it all. Uh, the nearest one to me, unfortunately, is New York City. That's what it says uh, for me. So it's a little far for me. There's yeah, one in Lake Buena uh, you, you didn't go to the one in Lake Buena Vista to go see? Oh, that's, that's our, oh, that's our, our, our Disneyland. That's our, your well, Disney a, World, yeah. That's Florida. Our, our Disney World has one, by the way. And it's, it's still not like, you know, we don't have mountains and that we don't hike and bike and everything else. Why, why, why would you not have a store in California? Anywhere in California. No, no, <laughs> Chicago. Because they, they have, <laughs> they have no wish to make money, that's why. Ugh. Well, no, REI probably has a chokehold on, on California. That's my guess. Oh, that's a good point. So, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I haven't, so. I haven't actually seen too much product for this movie, Not uh, certainly not compared to uh, The Force Awakens. Where oh, my God, just, The Force I mean, Awakens, they're, they're still trying to sell that shit off in certain stores, like, you know, for oh, yeah. discount yeah. prices. That There's was so everywhere, and that was voluminous. That. Yeah, oh my God, you... it was ridiculous. And and the but I will say the Kylo Ren Build a Bear doll is kind of cute. The one that they have, it's worked out right now. Yeah, I agree. So, but I'm not a, even though I'm not a Kylo Ren fan, but uh, at all. But <laughs> so You're way uh, too wine. But uh, so uh, yeah. You... However, I am. A, we are Sith Lord fans, and so we're really looking we forward to seeing once again Darth Vader. Uh, so. Um, so have we had, I have heard some buzz ahead and, and producers of course always never talk bad about their films because they still make <laughs> money. But, but George Lucas did say that he liked this film better than, than eight. I mean, than seven. Uh, so yeah. I, 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 that's encouraging. Kevin Smith cried again because he cries like a little <laughs> girl. Oh yeah. Uh, that's so, hard. So Come cute. on. Yeah, but but he actually said he liked this one more than the last one as well. Um, I got I'm a twenty bit, bucks that says I, that Kevin Smith cries at Hallmark commercials. Twenty bucks, yeah, probably. Like a baby. Oh man, like I just watched baby. Yoga Hosers. I won't, I won't take that bet at all because I just saw Yoga Hosers. <laughs> so no, I'm not taking that uh, bet. Did you, uh, did you see ahead. in the news? There's a, a pretty good case to be made that the title for the next Star Wars film has been accidentally released. Yes. Uh, apparently, that, uh, go ahead. Yeah, apparently uh, in filing for a patent uh, in England or in Europe, I forget which. Uh, I know England's part. Anyway, uh, Forces of Destiny is what they're talking about. 
And, uh, destiny. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm not very happy with it either. <laughs> but apparently they filed for a patent for it, and you don't do that for no reason. So no. there you go. Uh, and, oh. and on the same release, leakage, there was, spoiler alert, but I think a lot of us already were kind of guessing this anyways, they did, uh, what's her name, uh, the ch- Ray, girl, Daisy mm-hmm. Riddle, leaked out. Um, who uh, who Ray's parents are, and we were yeah. right. She's a yeah. Kenobi, and and yeah. and the, uh, we, I'm not going to go into more because that's going to be, I'm sure, part of the story. But we always kind of figured she wasn't a Skywalker. I I was positive she wasn't a Skywalker. I was like, there's no way she'd be a Skywalker, you know. And and, and I'm really kind of and so that she's a Kenobi would make total sense why she's already that good with the Force because Kenobi was already like mad talented, yep. even more yep. so than Luke in some ways. So, so, uh, you know, so, the, here, so that, that's a little bit exciting news. I'm actually, that makes me a little bit more excited for the eight, but I also really like Ryan Johnson as a director. So I'm hoping he can do something that JJ Abrams can't, you know, bring some, bring some class. <laughs> bring some, Fingers um, crossed. But you know, I I also want to get a little bit of a, a little bit of trepidation about Rogue One, and this is it. I like Gareth Edwards. Everyone here, I think, have seen at least one Gareth Edwards, other than yep. uh, he, he he did he did Monsters and the sequels, Monsters Dark Continent, and he also directed the last Godzilla American Godzilla movie, uh, oh, which I which actually so like quite. I love that movie, but you can't see it. It is so fucking dark. It's ridiculously dark. I don't know why what? they're lighting it up. And you can't see it on my on my yeah, HD. You can't see the the the, the, <laughs> the last battle is so beautiful, and you can't see it because it's so dark on yep. DVD. It makes yeah, me sad. I don't have that. I couldn't problem. do it either. Like it really no no. It, it really, it, it has something to do with the DVD because I had a completely different experience watching that movie on DVD than I did in the theaters. In the theaters, it, it made my top ten. It was, mm, it was yeah. a, a Godzilla movie like I expected a Godzilla movie to be like. You know, people are like, there's not enough monster. I'm like, um, have you ever watched one of these movies? There's like yeah. two-thirds filler and about 20 minutes of monster <laughs> fight. That's about it, and that was about the ratio was about the same. Two fights, and those were some of the best monster fights, the best kaiju fights ever. When Godzilla ripped the one Muto's face head apart and atomic breath down his throat, oh my god, that was that was a kaiju money shot for all time, baby. (laughs) It don't get better than that. It was pretty cool. but that being said, Gareth Edwards has is a very heavy-handed director. He's not a director that is into whimsy. And Star Wars, mm. even though it, it, it has a little level of whimsy to it. So when I heard that they were trying to go to reshoot to lighten the tone, which was always a little bit of a red flag, at the same time, I completely understand. Especially if you've watched Monsters Dark Continent. That movie is super dour. It's not a, it, the first movie's kind of interesting because it's really low budget and he's kind of universe building. The second one's more of a war film and it's really depressing. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, you wow. know, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm a little nervous giving Gareth Edwards such a, uh, 
a huge, huge responsibility with a Star Wars movie. At the same time, he knows how to entertain, and, and he understands genre. So we'll see. I'm hoping for good monsters. <laughs> yeah. There's probably monster design in this movie somewhere. I'm hoping so. Oh, Better than yeah. the last monsters. So... So, uh, other girls are very quiet. Erin Marie, how you've got teenage daughters. What are they thinking mm-hmm. about all this Rogue One stuff? Oh, they have no interest whatsoever in Star Wars. I haven't converted them. Uh, what are they interested in? None whatsoever. Uh, crazy ex-girlfriend. Oh, um, Lydia's huh? watching this, this new anime, Yuri on Ice, that she's obsessed with. Oh, yes. Your eyes have a huge fan base. I've heard about that. It's supposed to be pretty cool. So uh, tell her she's got the Huntress stamp of approval on Yuri on Ice. So, um, yeah, good job on that. So <laughs> my daughter's still too young for that kind of stuff. It's upsetting me. We're still in this, like, magical girl phase of anime. It's really starting to drive me insane. Oh, my God. How many magical <laughs> girls, Queenie, animes are there out there? There are a lot. Yuri <laughs> on Ice is like the gayest anime ever. Oh my god! It's like it's about ice skating, <laughs> figure skating males, and, and they're. Oh god. <laughs> and they're so pretty, right? They're like the prettiest. So the prettiest, yes. So the prettiest. Yuri, though, but Yuri is gender bending. That's why it works. So it's a very gender bendy show. But my my daughter just burned through all of Glitter Force, and she watched a few other ones like that. You know, the funny thing is, we've never actually seen Sailor Moon together. Which you know, think about oh, uh, and Winx Club, which is the Italian version of Sailor Moon. It's like fairies and shit. We watched that too. Yeah, uh, Sailor Moon was one so, of the first things I had, I like watched with her. I'm like, okay, this is an anime I actually like. We're gonna watch this because <laughs> I'm not a big fan of anime, like, but Lily does like Star Wars though, and that's good. So uh, she's actually seen the first three movies, and we went to go see eight together. I mean, seven together, and she really enjoyed seven. We'll probably end up going seeing Rogue One together at some point. Uh, you know, but I keep meaning to take her. I, but honestly, I got to see Moana first. I really have to go see that with her. Um, not just because it's, my, it's my, really my, my husband. Yeah, and my husband, the, the person that did the score, and Lynn Amaral Miranda of, of Hamilton wrote some of the songs, but the guys that did the score, uh, my dad, my husband, I can't think of their name right now, huge fans of these, of this, uh, these Hawaiian group. And, and, uh, right. the, it, so, uh, what are they? I can't think of their name, but they, but we oh, really blanking. have to they, go see that. They actually that performed show. at, at, uh, the D23 Expo and they were amazing. Uh, yeah, I, gosh. what is their names? It's freaking. Uh, I, I can't even say it. It's, it's like Opatai Full or something like that. And my husband can say it because he rocks at that kind of stuff. He's always good. Those. <laughs> my husband, my husband, and, and and Aaron Kogan can totally vouch. Is like when it comes to knowing music, he knows music. Matter of fact, we went to a friggin' trivia oh, yeah. thing over the weekend where we were the youngest people, and these guys were pulling things like Bubble Puppy out of their butts. I mean, they're oh, like, whoa, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like. Like 1960, yeah, like we were way over ahead. However, because we had knowledge of Kraftwerk and Alanis Morissette, we actually won. 
Uh, and they didn't know who Melanis Morissette yeah. was, which was ironic, don't you think? Ha, 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 ha. Well, that's <laughs> <what you're saying. laughs> yeah. Ironic. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, 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 really? I know. Oh, well. <laughs> so, all right. So, all right. So, we're not as, like, jumping up and down as we were for the first film, only because it was the first film, but I think this Rogue, for me, is going to be a deeper film for me. If I end up like, this might end up, I'm hoping that this is the film I end up loving of the modern Star Wars movies, because it has the potential. Everything's there. The story, uh, you know, the, 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 the risk involved, it doesn't necessarily going to have a happy ending. Matter of fact, it probably won't have a happy ending. Because yeah. if it did, if it's done right, it shouldn't. <laughs> People got and, and people need to be prepared for that. They take their kids there. This yeah. is not a yeah, warm, fuzzy. A this is this is a rebellion. A this is this is when the rebellion almost fails and the last ditch effort and a little bit of force fate is what brings a new hope and it's called the new hope for a reason because they actually it's their last chance. So yeah. uh, you know. So it'll be interesting Back. to see what how they do with it. Back in the day, Marvel Comics used to this issue. Everyone dies on the cover of issues yep. where <laughs> bad things happened, and I have a feeling that could be kind of appropriate here. Um, I looked up the name of the musical group, and it is yeah. Armatunga. Uh. Okay, and I don't know if you're saying if, that right, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. It sounds like you're I saying arm and tongue. <laughs> That's what I'm saying right here. I asked. Definitely tongue and tongue. Maybe they're lying to me. Someone's using okay, tongue. Hold on just a second. I, I'm going to answer this right now, motherfuckers. Paul. Right on. I need your help. What is the name <laughs> of the guys in Moana that are doing the score? He's, oh, he's fuck, I don't know. I, I, I woke him up. <laughs> you broke everyone's brain. <laughs> <laughs> <Is it working? laughs> no. All right, that failed completely. <laughs> I just completely fucked my husband. My husband was already asleep. Okay, that's how lame he is. So, oh, well. Wait, watch. Yeah. He'll, he'll come out in 15 minutes and he'll totally remember. So let's put that on the back burner. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, I really do need to go see that before I can see Star Wars. So, okay, well, it is now. Tevaka. Night the answer is is Tevaka is the answer. Tevaka. Tevaka is how you say it. So anyway, wow. let's go see more. What I'm really looking forward to seeing Google that. Google failed you know. me. I so, like something. Okay, well, we're going to take, it's 10 o'clock, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to change gears, and we're going to do our final community calendar of the year, of the season, uh, and, and um, so I also wanted to say we got one more time, because my favorite things, we didn't talk about, uh, anyway, for one more time, I'm going to play this. Everyone give it up for America's favorite fighting French man! I'm taking this horse, man, rain, freaking red coat, weather with blood stains. Then I'm never going to stop until I make a drop of brand, I'm up and scatter the remains down. Watch me engaging them, escaping them, and raging them out. I go to France for more fun. I come back with more guns. 
kids. And so they're... Okay, sorry about that, guys. I just wanted to say, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda has been in everything, and his hands have been on everything, including Star Wars, including Huddleton, Drunk History, uh, the PBS special. He wrote songs for... He wrote songs for Moana, and he's writing songs for, I think, one another show coming up for Disney as well. Like, he inked the deal, and he's starring in something for, for, yeah. for Disney, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, you know, he's, so, he's uh, the new uh, Bert in the Mary Poppins. That's right. He's in fucking Mary Poppins. I can't believe that. Yeah. Oh, my God. But but I wanted to say, though, so of all that, my most favorite thing, and I didn't talk about this last episode during our favorite things episode, which was a great episode. Please well, go listen to that episode. It was so good. <laughs> uh, uh, David Diggs, who played Lafayette, which is what we just heard, in Hamilton, won the Tony this year. And that was the only thing I wanted to happen all year in entertainment was David Diggs winning the Tony for Hamilton. And he has now inked the deal, and he's going to have a solo album in 2017. So congratulations to him, as well as Leslie Odom, who won the Tony over Lin-Manuel Melando uh, for Best Actor. He's also got a rap record coming out, and I think it'll be his second record. He's already got a record out. So, you know, That's these really guys cool. are just, it, it's amazing. These guys are doing so well. And, and we're going to start our community calendar tonight with Hamilton. So here we go. Final yeah. one. Pretty large bag tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying we got a large sack for Christmas? I got a large Christmas sack, baby. That's right. Tell me more. But the real present happens, though, in uh, January for people that are into Hamilton because the Hamilton Direct Lottery, which has been going on uh, for the last year, you could go and put your name in a hat and win front uh, front row seats for $10. Uh, with 21 people could get in. They are increasing that starting in January after the break to 40. 40 people nice. can get in for $10 in Hamilton. So, yes, you can fill. If you really want to pray and try and try and try again, <laughs> there's a chance you could go see Sailed Out Hamilton. And they are expanding the lottery to all satellite tours. So Chicago will have one. San Francisco will have one, and so Los Angeles. Tickets went on sale yeah, yeah. for San Francisco yesterday. So if you want to go see Hamilton, you may still be able to get tickets, but maybe not. Start looking at Craigslist. <laughs> so, or for a touring company? I don't Damn. know, man. I don't yeah, know. I'll definitely put my name in the hat, but ooh, that's know. a little pricey. Oh my God! No, no. Well, ten bucks if you get if you get the lottery, you get yeah. $10 no, no. I'll I'll do in. that in the New York minute. I just don't know if I can uh, swing four hundred bucks a ticket for a touring company. I know. Oh my God! You know, and, and like, and, and you know, they're coming to DC not this summer, but next summer, two thousand eighteen, and they wanted. And, and Kennedy wanted you center because that's where they're going. Wanted you to buy this season and next season to guarantee you tickets to Hamilton. Smart. That's crazy. Oh, Did anyone that's... tell uh, Donald Trump and Mike Pence? 
They should go together. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! You know the whole fucking season. I'm like, oh my god! It's like, no. I think I'll just wait and try to snag them when they go open for general because there's just no way I can afford. And not to mention, it was like shows I didn't even give a shit about, like Flower Drum Song and Mame. You know, I was like, oh, oh wait, wait, <laughs> it might be fun. Don't. There have been really good revivals recently. Yes, I know, I know. I just, it wasn't very exciting, let's just say, musical-wise. Okay. I was like, you know, it's like, I've seen these before. I don't really want to, you know, I don't really want this so I could get Hamilton. But then again, it was like, it's Hamilton. But, you know, hmm. someday, someday. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, but let's stay in New York, though, because this one's really awesome. Um, on the 15th of December... In the Upper West Side of New York at the Barnes and Nobles. So remember, Barnes and Nobles, Upper West Side. You can meet Cassandra Peterson herself, aka Ovira, as she's mm-hmm. signing her new retrospective coffee table book, fully illustrated, ginormous mm-hmm. book called uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. And uh, she's only signing her book, so don't bring any memorabilia. But if you want to see her for free, other than the co- cost of a book, there you go. Go see, go see, her, cool. go see Cassandra Peterson. And it's gorgeous, it's really too. It's, it's really sweet, guys. Beautiful. So you've seen the book then? Yes. Yes, she she had it for sale and for autographing at uh, Not Scary Farm. And it's uh, ginormous and freaking beautiful. Great, great photography in there. A lot of things that I hadn't seen before. So, Queenie, you wanted to say something about Elvira? I think everyone should meet her at least once because she's the sweetest, right, well, kindest, awesomest lady. Totally. I advocate for meeting her once. I, I've met her twice, and, uh, yeah, I love I love totally. Cassandra Peterson. And I, I really wish I could have gone to see her at Not Scary Farm. I really, really tried, but the same yeah. thing that – messed up my fall is now messing up my winter too so anyway uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later uh, now let's go again uh so that's twelve fifteen. um also uh tomorrow on twelve fourteen here in baltimore we have a beautiful old theater it's not quite in town it's a little on the edge of town called the senator uh it's absolutely wonderful place uh to see a great film, and they're going to show Gremlins in a special Christmas screening there. So that's Ooh, tomorrow. God. So <laughs> that would be fun. Yes. I love Gremlins. Gremlins is one of my favorite movies. I saw that shit in theaters. I had so much fun with it. The the whole hi ho sequence at the end and the gore. <laughs> oh God, I love, yes. You know. It, it, it did the bar scene is still one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's flasher. Yeah. The, yeah. the hooker yeah. gremlin with Robert Picardo. It's worth it just for that. And there's so much Absolutely. more. Oh. Yeah. I, I really enjoy gremlins. And, you know, people actually die in that movie, even though you yeah, think yeah. it does live. If you listen to Mr. Futterman. Mr. Futterman does survive. If you listen to the news report at the end, you can hear that he's in a hospital. But the chick, the older lady. Well, yeah, know, that's because he's in the second he one, died. too, though. Yeah. That's but, right. But, uh, 
But uh, she totally is killed. They kill her dead. I mean, they shoot her off. She dies. So that's the end of that yep. woman. So, so there is straight up murder in that movie. So we, we like well, that one. Um, the, the whole reason it's on so many, you know, dark, twisted perverts like ourselves, uh, favorite Christmas movie list, female protagonist hates Christmas. And the reason she hates Christmas, spoiler alert, is because her dad, while playing Santa one year, got stuck in the <laughs> chimney. And they didn't know anything until a smell started to prevail. <laughs> and I was the only one laughing in the theater with that. I thought that was dark and really funny. And I was the only one laughing. And that's why, I, that's how I found out there's no Santa Claus. Oh, they present it as so serious in Gremlins, but then they completely make fun of it in Gremlins, too. Oh, God, they do, and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, man. she goes into another long, sad tirade, and they're just like, nah, fuck this. Right. Yeah, we don't have time for that now. Here. What, no, I forget what the day is. Is it Lincoln's birthday or something? She starts going off. It's a great bit. <laughs> Gremlins, perfect Christmas movie. Amen. <laughs> And, and it's going to come back up again on the calendar in just a moment. Hold hold on to your butts here. Uh, so, but first, okay, gonna, I got a hold. We're we're, we're going on though to Bloomington, <laughs> Delaware, because they're having their first state Comic Con. So they're like the last Comic Con of the season. Closes out Wilmington, Delaware, and it's not a celebrity type Comic Con. Is straight up. If you like comics and you like authors of comics, you go to the Comic Con and you go geek out and nice. you board. You buy comics and you board comics and you talk about comics and you look at comics and then you yell at the tracers and laugh at them and point and it, it, it's a real <laughs> Comic Con. So. Uh, so right that's twelve eighteen in Wilmington, Delaware. So, uh, so if you want to close out our our media convention, it's our close out media convention choice of this season. So that's the last one of the year. So now coming back to my world, yes, Baltimore just saw Gremlins, but on the nineteenth, uh, they're going to the AFI Silver Theater here in Maryland, not too far from where I live. Uh, they're showing Gremlins with Krampus. So it's a cramping yeah. Gremlins. Nice. Oh my god. Yeah, so yeah, so marathon. that's pretty cool. And and, and the big <laughs> the big the big thousand seat screen room theater, it, it's a joy to behold. This you know, this is the old fixed up movie palace. It has state of the art projection. It's such a great place to see any film, let alone these two films together. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, and in Baltimore, going back to Baltimore, uh, John Waters finally is going to do his Christmas show here on the 21st, uh, and he's still touring. So before he gets, uh, we're the last Ooh. stop on the tour. So uh, check if you're on the East Coast, check and see. There's a couple more dates left, but unfortunately, because John Waters is from Baltimore, this show is sold out like a motherfucker. Not just sold uh, out, mm-hmm. sold out like a motherfucker. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, but but. You know, if you really are desperate to go, look on Craigslist. Maybe you can snag one. That's what I'm doing. So I'm going to try. Uh, I've never seen John Waters' spoken word. I've seen I've seen the filthy I've seen the show he did on 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 Netflix. He had a, he has a streaming show, spoken word, but I've never seen him live. And John Waters is one of these people that you could just sit there and listen to him talk forever. He is just an amazing person to listen to. So, uh, so John Waters here in Baltimore and in other places. So nice. um, and 
have a musical pick. And it's actually on the 18th out of order, but I was really surprised. Now, I'm going to way back machine Eric the Cuz here because I know he remembers. Do you remember the band Green Jelly? Of course. Uh, yes. <laughs> little pig, little pig, let me in. <laughs> oh, my God. Hell, yeah. Okay, get this. They're, they have reunited. And their first one of their one of their first shows is here in Baltimore on the 18th, so this weekend. Green Jelly with Dingleberry Dynasty and Blood Mist at the Metro Gallery. So you know, if you want to like party like it's 1998, you know, go see Green Jelly. <laughs> All of those so, band uh, names together just sound like a very funky venereal disease. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh. <laughs> Green Jelly, Dingleberry Dynasty. Ask your doctor. I was actually thinking yeah, it was literally. closer to uh, like uh, some kind of cool drink, but okay, we'll go banana and Wow, <laughs> it's oozy and yep. it's green. Ew. That is, that is a worst shark <laughs> test that I I hope I never have to pass because wow, just wow. I hear music. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I know this song. That's my boyfriend's song. All right. Yeah, that's your boyfriend's song. May I throw two quick things on the calendar? Yes, please. Uh, early January, this is uh, January 7th and January 8th, Saturday and Sunday, the uh, Los Angeles Comic Book and Science Fiction Convention, which is a great freaking little convention that they do every month. Uh, at the Reef in Los Angeles. Uh, they have a an amazing lineup of people uh, from The Walking Dead. They're going to have Sasha, King Ezekiel, and Eugene. Um, Ray Santiago, who played Pablo in Ash vs. Evil Dead, is going to be there one day. Um, George so Perez, who is uh, one of the living gods of comic books, is going to be there. A whole bunch of other people. So that's um, Friday and Saturday, uh, January 7 and January 8. And then uh, this weekend, uh, December 17th and Sunday, December 18th, so Saturday and Sunday, um, Dark Delicacies, which is a great primarily yeah. horror bookstore. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, yeah. My Hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have it, seen it, Really, really cool. Um, uh, the, my Hero. Patton Oswalt will be oh. signing his new album, Talking for Clapping. Uh, just his Ooh. final album. He won't be signing CDs, but who the fuck cares? Um, right. So, yeah, if I can get there, you know I'm going to be there. Uh, oh, and, yeah, of course, man. Patton is one of the writers and actors on the new uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 that we're going to get yep. next year. Huzzah. Um, and then uh. Sunday, December 18th, again, at Dark Delicacies. Um, uh, my buddy Doug Jones, uh, who is going to be in the new Star Trek, but um, everyone will know from every Guillermo del Toro film ever. Uh, yes. He was Pan in Pan's lab- Labyrinth. He was um, Billy in Hocus Pocus. He was, right. He was, he was uh, uh, Abe Sapien in, yep. in the Hellboys. Exactly right. And the Angel he, Death. 
Yeah, exactly right. And he's going to uh, be with um, <laughs> William Stout, uh, who's an artist, uh, and they're going to be signing. Uh, oh, he was Guillermo actually Del Toro's. Yep. That's right. He was the Silver Surfer. Um, he's gonna, they're they're going to be signing Guillermo Del Toro's Pan's Labyrinth inside the creation of a modern fairy tale. Oh, I have what? seen this book. It is gorgeous ever. beyond belief. Um, it's going to be... Uh, oh, that caught my wife's attention. You're getting one for Christmas. So don't even about it. Um, but anyway, the, the book is amazing. I will post some pictures on the Sexy Witches uh, page and uh, just to be able to get it signed by Doug Jones and the artist William Stout is just gravy oh, no. and a cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Plus, good. Doug Jones hugged my wife, and actually he hugged me too. And he is an exceptional hugger. I can tell you. He is such a sweet man. He is the sweetest guy ever. I, and dark, I cannot like shout out to Dark Delicacies enough because they they are yeah. uh, they are the premier geekdom horror book down in the LA area. The one up in they the Bay area I grew up with was. Oh yeah, Dark Carnival is oh, mine just, up in the Bay Area, and that was also where Clive Barker lived. I mean, you, that's where you go well, find Clive Barker's. So yeah. <laughs> when the list is stalking. He's he's stalk worthy. Could you like picture me stalk- like at his window, just like steaming it up with my breath? You know, <laughs> hi Clive. Yes, I can. <laughs> Can I tell you my favorite? May I tell you my favorite Clive Barker stalking story? Yes. Um, Clive apparently a fan uh, came up to him at one of the signings and um, had cut himself and handed a pen and handed his blood, (laughs) his bloody arm to Clive. That's hardcore. Clive dipped it and signed and said, "Have a bloody good time, Clive Barker." (laughs) And that's why he's my hero. Awesome. Right? He's so nice. Like, you've all heard my story. He's so nice. <laughs> he is. And he's really smart and fun, too. Um, totally. I saw him years ago at an Aberat signing, and uh, he was talking. Uh, he, we were talking about a bunch of things, uh, including Universal Horror and how he was going to be on the Universal lot. And I said, well, that's. Fan fucking tastic. Are you going to be doing something with the classic Universal Horror? And he said, No, I can't really right now, which is a shame because I've got this great uh, erotic uh, mummy, a, real, a really adult uh, erotic mummy that I'd love to do, but I, I can't because of the, the success at the box office of The Mummy and The Mummy 2 and that, yeah. that horrible Van Helsing thing. God help us all. And I said, yeah, but, but your stuff's good. There's sucks. Please, please save us. And, and he, he gave me kind good. of a little knowing wink. But, yeah. I, Get I, good scrub. God, can you imagine how good an adult homoerotic Clive Barker mummy would be? Oh, my can God. You? It's somewhere. I, it's, there's I a can. place somewhere. Oh, yeah. And we're going to Tom Cruise. Whoa, excuse me. I think I'm going to Bless you. No, but, you know, I still can't hate on Tom Cruise, because every time I try to hate on him, then I watch this movie, and I end up liking his film. They're just so fun. You know, I even like... No, no, I I agree with you. He's 
he is charming as all hell, and I really enjoyed that silly science fiction one that they're doing the the, the sequel to now. Um, oh, the end tomorrow. Of tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, the one totally with the horrible fine. title. I, I, it, yeah, it's yeah. not the but, right title, but I totally love that movie. I actually made it. I think it made my top twenty last year, so I was pretty happy with that movie. So, um, but if you had I, a choice between a Tom Cruise action adventure mummy or a Clive Barker erotic <laughs> adult mummy, which would you choose? Well, oh, that, yeah. that goes. I'm gonna go with goes. the erotic one. <laughs> I'm the thing I could be can, can, <laughs> Someday. Can someday. I go with a with, with a C and say how about Michael Fassbender and Assassin's Creed instead and go meet in the middle? Oh yeah. Oh, that does look like fun. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. Ooh, I mean, speaking of hot guys, Assassin's and Creed and Rogue One. Awesome. Those are my two for this December. Those are my two. Has films anyone I have here to played Assassin's Creed? I have. Yes. I have. I've played a couple of them, actually. Well, I've I, watched my fan. daughter play. I'm a big fan. And <laughs> Natalie, uh, you know, too. Natalie doesn't play, and she usually leaves the room when I'm playing. But uh, some of them are so beautiful, she'll actually yeah. stop what she's doing and watch for Black a little Flag. bit just because they're beautiful. Black Flag is a really I, good I, one. Yeah. I, I've seen the one that was, like, 18th century, so that one got my attention. So, because, you know, that's my time period. period. The Revolutionary War? Wasn't it? Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's my favorite time period to teach when I'm talking to people. So, I'm like, oh, they're doing assassins with English. Woohoo, that's cool. So, anyway, I just want to say, yeah, you know, I just want to throw that out there because, you know, once again, Michael Fessbender is now starting to head towards that Tom Cruise route where he's doing nothing but action pictures. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I digress, though, because, you know, Clive Barker, yeah, no, he's stockworthy. Yeah. And I think he knows, but he knows that his fans are kind of scary and rabid. He's quite aware of that. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's why he's so nice to everybody, because uh, we might be knife loving him if he doesn't do wrong. <laughs> he wants to make sure he doesn't die. So. He made us this way. <laughs> We're monsters yeah. because of him. <laughs> he knows our darkness. He yeah. does. Oh, he yes, and if anybody knows the darkness, it's definitely Clive. So, uh, so going back to darkness and not so much darkness, uh, it, we've got a little bit more to talk about because on the 31st, uh, I actually have a, my own thing on the community calendar this year because it's my <laughs> annual annual Meredith Creek Film Festival and Adult Summer Party for New Year's here in Annapolis, Maryland. So I throw it for the week. It'll be for the weekend. People come down and there's alcohol and there's other things and there's movies. And this year's uh, midnight movie will be uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the adaptation which was a fan film that that was made by these boys in the 80s, a shot-per-shot remake of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I went to a special screening of it with the documentary that came out about it 
uh, this year with Chris Stromopoulos and, and uh, his partner in, in attendance. So I have a signed copy of the movie now, and it was cool to learn in, about this film. And they could do everything but one shot. One shot they couldn't do, and they couldn't do the sequence with the with the with the uh, plane going in a circle right after the two they rest they they escape from the yeah. tomb. They could, oh, the they could not do that. Yeah, with the yeah, the, the propeller. Yeah, yeah they the propellers. They could they could not do that sequence. It's just impossible. So now. Almost 40 years later, you know, they're our age, right? 30 years later, uh, they um, they did it. They made the final shot, and it's them. It's all grown up, but it's still a shot remake of that sequence, and they have it now. So, so I'm going to show that with Cabin in the Woods and some other fan films. So that's the theme. It's fan films and tributes, and Cabin in the Woods is probably my favorite uh, horror film tribute fan film of all time, obviously, because I named the show Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches, which is actually from Cabin On the, the white betting board. Gentlemen. Yep, look under mm-hmm. Richard Jenkins' armpit, you will see Archive <laughs> Sexy yep. Witches. So that is where he, that is where I get the title of the show. So I'm showing Cabin in the Woods, and I'm showing one of the Star Wars cut uncuts. It's a late night film which was a fan film that was made of either Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back in, in its feature length, but in 15-second segments. And people from all over the world sent in and crowdsourced the movie, and then they edited their favorite cuts together. So some are animated, some are low-budget, some are high-budget. Uh, it's all sorts of different shots of people and, and things, and it, but it is Star Wars. It is Empire Strikes Back, because everyone that knows these films know these shots by heart, especially in New Hope. I guarantee you, no matter where I am in the room, if I'm not even watching the film, just from the music cues, I can tell you what's happening on screen. So, oh, yeah. and I'm sure Aaron can Aaron can do it too, <laughs> you know. So uh, it is know. a period of civil so, war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, Rebel spies kill plans to <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, no, I I've seen it and Dick. it's freaking genius. Yes, <laughs> it's a great film. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna um, let the audience choose which one they want to watch. If they want to watch Star Wars, if they want to watch Empire, I'll let them choose. Nice. And I have a bunch of other films queued up and ready to go, including um, I'm gonna show the adult uh, a Power Rangers fan film that came out a couple of years ago that was banned Ooh. and then released. I'm gonna show uh, Closet Cases of the uh, of the of Nerd the Nerd Kind, kind which was the which is the follow-up to Hardware Wars, which is a parody on, of course, uh, the uh, Coast Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, and so things like that. So that's the, that's the theme of this year's uh, film festival is a bunch of fan films. So I thought it would be a little bit different. And, you know, I like to mix it up a little bit. Last year it was a retro view, uh, vision of the near future. And it was my, uh, was my, uh, favorite. my tribute. Kelly Mulrooney and the chick from uh, Baywatch. It was awesome. We showed the apple. Oh, oh, my God. Erin Marie, Yeah, that's what? what I said. What? Paul's getting, Paul's getting me for Christmas a 45 of the theme song for the apple for the jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You need coming for you. <laughs> oh, they didn't they did release coming for you as a single, though. Only oh. the theme. Oh man! Damn. So I I would love coming for you. That would be I'm coming, <laughs> coming, coming for you. 
so excited that, you know, this is, this, that's really cool. Anyway, so, uh, you know, we, we just added today Kraftwerk into the, into the jukebox. We have 1981 single, jukebox single of Numbers, which was a big breakdown hit in the 80s. And then the B-side is Computer Love, which is one of the better cuts on that, on Computer World from 1981, which is one of my favorite records from the 80s. So, uh, yeah. so come to the Meredith Creek Film Festival for New Year's. There's fireworks nearby also, uh, and there's a creek, and there's dogs, and it's country, and it's beautiful, and it's cold, but it's nice. So, And we have a beautiful indoor theater downstairs. It'll be a lot of fun. So <clears throat> Now, if New Year's is, uh, if you're, want, after New Year's, there's a few more items we want to cover. Um, I do want to remind people, because last um, Sexy Witches, Spirit and Way was having an anniversary screening, a uh, 15th anniversary screening in the theater, Fathom Events. Well, um, in January, Princess Mononoke will have its 20th anniversary screening. So, and I saw both those films in the theaters, actually. So, uh, Princess Mononoke will be screening on the 5th uh, by Fathom Events, and it repeats on the 9th. Um, usually when they do that, one night is usually subtitled, and the other night is the American track. Um, right. The good thing about Princess Mononoke, it was actually, both tracks are valid. Uh, matter of fact, I would say Mini Driver as Lady Ishobi, uh, She's the lead. I can't even remember say her name right now, but I love Princess Mononoke. And Minnie Driver is Lady Eboshi. <laughs> Lady Eboshi, there she is, is one of Bless my you. favorite villain characters of all time. She's not really a villain. She's a really complex character. I think she's doing the right thing. And then he, Miyazaki wrote one of the most interesting characters I've ever seen in a, in a, in a show, in, in an animated film. And, and so I, I love Princess Mononoke. My dad took me to see it as a, as a gift. That was really nice to have my dad. So, so my dad, uh, he took me to see a lot. He was trying to bond with me. And it almost worked. He, he, he wasn't a big fan of Miyazaki, though he did show me uh, Nausicaa. He was the first person to show me Nausicaa, but it was a horrible cut. It was, like, called, like, Valley of the Wind or something weird. It was, like, not yeah. very good. But, Nausicaa. You know, but, it was Valley of the Wind. Yeah, Valley of the – well, it was just called Valley in the Wind or, or Army of the Valley. It was, like, it was wind, oh. the Warriors of the Wind. That's what it was called. It was an American cut, and it was, like – 30 minutes out of it or something. It was really short. Oh. And terrible. Oh. Yeah, it was really sad. But anyway, I digress. So that's on the 5th and on the 9th. And then oh, we have our I, – I, and then we have our – get this. I announced the last gaming convention or media convention of the year we're going to highlight. Here we're going to highlight, guess what, the first media convention of the year. So you guys ready? Here in Oxenville, Maryland. We have MAGFest, and MAGFest is the first gaming festival of the year. It's a music and gaming festival, four-day-long event dedicated to the appreciation of video game music, gaming of all types, and the community. And, it, and all events run 24 hours, so it doesn't shut down. There's no downtime for this. It runs 24 wow. hours a day for those four days. And there's consoles, there's arcades, there's tabletops. There's uh, land, there's border, uh, there's also even a, a tabletop section. Uh, you know, the, the, it's a really fun, like, it's not anything like Gen Con, obviously, like Queenie goes to Gen Con, but, uh, you know, but it's our little, it's our little piece, and the cosplay is quite good at this particular 
um, media convention. So that's MAGFEX, Knoxon Hill, Maryland. It's up and coming. I think it might be related to AwesomeCon. I'm not really sure, but they do advertise at each other's events. So uh, <laughs> now if you, I have another thing on this menu that's at, on the community calendar tonight that has nothing to do with money. That makes me happy because I like to highlight free things. And um, this has actually been happening, get this, for 16 years. So, uh, and this is something all of us can do. It is called No Pants Subway Ride. The 16th annual <laughs> No Pants Subway Ride will take place I'm down on for that. January, January 8th in New York, New York City. Full participation details for this event and in the cities around the world will be, post, will be posted the week before. So go to their Facebook page and like it. And, yeah, this isn't just New York City. It's where it started. People in San Francisco, I think people in Portland do it. Uh, anywhere there's a train, there's naked, like, no-pants people. <laughs> and uh, so it's just this, and, and there's always an official after party, in this case in New York City, it's at the Bar 13, which is on 13th Street in University Place. So uh, so No Pants Subway, it's a fan thing. And believe me, it's bigger than it sounds. It's actually quite popular. And it's hysterical because, yeah, people are wearing long shirts and boxers and they're walking around. It's like January. It's New York. What the fuck you guys <laughs> doing, eh? You know? <laughs> so, anyway. It's crazy. Um, it is. Uh, Two more things, and then we're done with this. So, uh, first of all, uh, on the 13th, we have our first official uh, genre film festival of the year, the Macabre Fairy Film Festival in Rokanama, Ron Con Coma, New York. Bless, hard to say that fast. Um, and they do uh, they they have screening of over 75 independent titles. It's all horror. It's all gothic. It's supposed to keep you warm and squirmy. So it's a cute little festival. And so that's our first pick. And last but not least, we're bringing it back to D.C. Uh, at the Beer Baron Tavern on the 13th, my girl who uh, talked to us on the episode before uh, Halloween, Sherry Sweetbottom, she's a burlesque dancer in the area, and she's one of the burlesque shows. She's produced the show called They're Creepy and They're Kooky and All Together Naked, Adam's Family Burlesque <laughs> and Variety. So, um, right and, uh, so go see Morticia, Gomez, and Fester as you've never seen them before. And uh, that's uh, and her shows are great. So, you know, we love the burlesque shows, and I definitely want to bring them back on to preview their Josh Whedon Universe one next year in 2017, because that's their big show, is the Weederverse show, and I'm all about watching mouth strips, so I have no idea, no care, <laughs> male, female, long as it's mouth stripping, I am good with that, so. I yeah. really want to know if, if with the Adams Family one, there, there, there has to be some gimmick in there to, to reveal what Sing really is. <laughs> Cousin It, I mean, Cousin It, well, no that's what I want. Yet. Like, all the yeah. hair. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, what's under Sherry it? Is, <laughs> she, we, know, we know she's a good girl like us, so that she would come up with that. I'm sure she's going to come up with something awesome. So, um, I also, I'm not going to put any uh, theatrical picks on our list tonight because we could go into, but I want to remind people once again, La La Land is in the theaters. The musical starring, and I'll say it right this time, Ryan Gosling and Amy Adams. Emma Stone. Ryan Reynolds. 
And oh, is it? Did I say Anastasia? Yeah, yes. I keep fucking up the cast. It's amazing. Uh, but anyway, this film is so far winning all sorts of stuff already. It's already been nominated for Golden Globes, and I did want to mention the Golden Globes before we left for the night. Uh, they were posted this morning, uh, and. Uh, Hooray for Game of Thrones, hooray for Westworld and Stranger Things all being nominated in the same category. <laughs> but, you know, but we're very proud for all three of our favorite shows to be nominated for for a Golden Globe. Uh, and uh, Evan Rachel Wood was also for Westworld nominated for Best Actress. Uh, the movies are all over the map. They're kind of weird this year. I haven't seen any of them. I haven't seen Moonlight. Some of them aren't even out yet. I really hate when they do yeah. that. Like, there's films, and they don't come out till January, February. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to get them on my top ten list? It's not like I'm getting screeners for these ones, guys. <laughs> we're poor. You know, I don't, even if we're getting screeners, I'm not getting screeners for these films. I'm getting screeners for, right. you know, James Bellicero's recent film, Bite School, or something like that, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make my prediction for the musical and comedy category right now, Deadpool. Okay. Yeah, that's Deadpool, what I'm looking yeah. at. I'm like, Deadpool. Deadpool. But I did, yeah, I wanted to mention to Queenie that Deadpool did make it to Best Motion Picture nomination. Uh, as oh, did no. La La Land, uh, which is also oh, going to be there. Uh, I'm really happy to see Vegan Mortison as Captain Fantastic, and people are going to miss this performance. Captain Fantastic, it's going to be, tell you, this is going to be one of the best films you've seen. And even if the movie is, Vigo is brilliant in that film. Uh, Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to Andrew Garfield, who plays, I believe he's playing the new Spider-Man. Is that right? No, he played No, he was. He was Spider-Man, right? He was a terrible, he was, yeah, Yeah, amazing Spider-Man, which were awful movies. Yeah. But oh, it wasn't God, really no. his fault, though. I don't remember him being no. bad in it. No, no, he, he wasn't bad. The films were. He's it, up for yeah. Golden Globe as well. So they I tried to make say, it too hey, emo twilighty. Yeah, so um, I still need to see The Arrival. And uh, Amy Adams is going to yeah. be everywhere for The Arrival. And she's even, I would say, maybe at this point, the headliner to win the Oscar, I mean, front-runner. Jessica Chastain is up there with Miss Sloan, and she's also a front-runner, I believe, for the actual Oscar. But I also tell people, people go, oh, this is a litmus test for the Oscar. No, Golden Globes aren't really the true litmus test for Oscar. Some of the acting might overlap, but really the criteria for what what gets nominated by the foreign press and what gets nominated for the Academy are actually different. So the films end up being slightly different different films uh so i I, but if you really want to know what's going to win best whatever you look at three awards you look at the sag awards you look at the producers award and you look at the editors award uh producers award and uh, the director's guild awards if you get those if you do those three you can predict almost almost always predict the winners of the oscars if you know the winners of those three events so um, that's how you do it. <laughs> but it's always fun to because the Golden Globes are the first one of the year. It's always kind of exciting to see. Well, here's what the first names get mentioned, and you know, and there's people you really like in the list, like Emma Stone and Haley Steinfeld, Lily Collins. I mean, even Meryl Streep is up for Florence Foster Jenkins. I wish that movie was better than it was. It was pretty good. It ends kind of weird, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, 
you know. So T.J. Miller anyway. is hosting the uh, Golden Globes, right? I think so. Yes, but uh, yeah. I don't know much about him. Fun. <laughs> that that would be fun, you know, because it's all actor category is pretty competitive. All loosey goosey and drinking and da da da. So that'll be fun. Well, it says that Jimmy Fallon's gonna be on their show. Golden Globes, Beverly Hills. So, well, you know, it is what it is. Ceremonies are ceremonies, you know. And Jimmy, Fall- and then what's his name? Jimmy Kimmel is doing the Oscars, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was big news. Uh, the only other one that I think that'll be a front runner for Oscar that are Golden Globe nominators. You might want to look at the Best Motion Picture Animated category because that's going to bleed over and very much be the same. Uh, and I've seen everything that would possibly be in there that I think will be in there, including uh, Moana is going to be there, Zootopia, and Cubo, of, yeah. of, and the two strings. I'm really glad to see those three in there. Uh, Sing hasn't come out yet, though my daughter has been, every time that commercial is on, oh, my God, she's like, I really want to see this. And I'm like, we will, we will. Do I really have to? <laughs> uh, but... Um, I honestly want Zootopia to win right now. I haven't seen Moana yet, and that might change, but I actually think Zootopia is going to make my top ten. I thought it was that good this year. And people, and it's on Netflix streaming, and it was one of the smartest scripts all year. And I saw yep. a lot of kids' films, a lot of adults' films, and I did not see a better script this year. I was in really, really, it was really well done. I mean, yeah. I saw Secret Life of Pets. I saw... Kung Fu Panda. I saw all because I have a seven-year-old, so I hit all these damn movies, and this one really stood out. And I've watched it. I've made other people watch it, and everyone comes back from it going, "You know what? That's kind of heavy in a good way." Like, yeah, it's got a lot going on. So, and and it's timely because it's about it's about race, and and so it's a really really good time to bring that up. And and Zootopia did that. And I also want to give a shout-out to the Hairspray Live that happened last week. And that also has brought up the topic of race in my house in a positive way. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm really glad to see that there's kids' films that are actually not talking down to kids right now. They're actually speaking to kids and telling them how it is and at their level, but not glossing over it either. So, hooray for shows like Zootopia. And getting and let's give them some awards, right? <laughs> so even if it is yeah, Disney absolutely. and the Machine, but you know, it's Disney and the Machine's one thing, but the people working on these things—oh my God, they're so talented! It's ridiculous, you know. So speaking hey, of Disney what, and the Machine, no one's seriously talking about Finding Dory for uh, a it, Best Animated. It, what, uh, it wasn't really that good, though. I saw yeah. Finding Dory. It had a one really good positive message in the beginning about about uh, you know about people with disabilities, and I really thought that was really strong. But it did, but it loses that focus and just kind of goes whatever you know into this gimmicky yeah. like you know octopuses driving trucks and you know, you know yep. Secret Life of Pets. That was what that was for. That was the gimmick, right? Secret Life of Pets. Yeah. They didn't need it for Finding Dory at all. Matter of fact, that's what I liked about the first movie so much because it played with it, even though it did push boundaries on what they could actually do. Uh, but it still played within a universe of a fish. It was, you know, they, 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 they were fish. <laughs> yeah. and they, you know. So, um, oh, one more shout out, and this is for Bonnie, because not with us tonight. Uh, Rain Malek of Mr. Robot got nominated for Best Actor, and I know she was very happy about that. 
And Bob Odenkirk from Better Call Saul uh, was also nominated. <laughs> so, and get this, Leave Schreiber and Billy Bob Thornton are up for the same category. I mean, there's like some heavy hitters in that <laughs> section. So yeah. that was by far the most competitive um, uh, section. Uh, Matthew Rise clears it out for the Americans, which I've never actually seen the Americans, but everyone says the Americans is pretty darn good. So I don't know, but I haven't seen it. Um, does Queenie or Erin Marie have anything they want to follow up about how they feel about awards season and what they're looking forward to coming up in the future? It looks like Rachel Bloom was nominated for Best Performance in Musical Comedy Television Show for a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She was? Congratulations on that. I was hoping that she yep, would that, I'm nominated. looking through the nominees. <laughs> <laughs> And that was really good. But, no, have you – I know you mentioned High Rise last time, but did you bother yes. seeing at all Night Manager with Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston? Not yet. No, I haven't seen it. Holy yet. crap, that's good. And both of them got mm. nominated for it. I'm glad about that. Is you, that you, a you guys TV really show have to see it for It's a mini series. Oh, it's mini series. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it, they advertised on the hell out of it on uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, it's on AMC. Yes. Oh my god, okay. it was so good too. I'll put that on my list of things to watch. Thanks. I I started to watch it at like eleven o'clock at night, and I ended up staying up until five o'clock in the morning because I could not stop. Wow. True binge. So. Yeah, it was good. Uh, what about you, Queenie? Um, not really. I'm not really into the award season. I, I feel Sorry. like, you know, I told you, for me, it's like sports, you know. It doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. I just like talking. I'm not really into sports I, either. I, <laughs> but we're in the movies, so technically this, right. is our, this is our Super Bowl, or at least that's what it is for me. It's like, but, yes. But I would think you'd at least be, ha- I don't, you'd be happy. Like, to, I don't think go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Like, I don't base my what? love of movies on if I should award them things or not, you know? Like, I, I oh. get what it's but it's you know, so satisfying when the people that you like and pull for are actually nominated, like Stranger Things and, you know, a yeah, lot of really good things that have come out recently. Like, I just can't oh, yeah. buy into them, you know? Well, I, you know, well, you know especially the Academy. Like, well, the Oscars. It's a total like, boys' you know, club. At, at, at right now, a, a, Amy Adams is up for the arrival, right? She's the front runner for the arrival, and she wins it. Okay, Indiana wins the Oscar. Like, that was going to hurt or help her career. No, she's already famous. She's above the line. It doesn't do anything. But the editors, the FX artists, the writers, all those people, awards fucking matter. The DGA matters to directors. The Producers Guild Awards matters to producers. So those are the awards that really fucking matter. The Golden Globes don't matter at all. It's the family, it's the foreign press who really, you know, Hollywood foreign press, whoop-de-doo, yay. I mean, you know, but it's still kind of fun. And it's nice to see that Deadpool actually got acknowledged. I like the Golden Globes because that's... I was surprised by that. I always like the Golden Globes because that's the award ceremony they let them drink at. Yeah. There is that a part of it as well, is that they don't give a fuck about it either. Uh, and they go get really blasted, and, and it's all fun and good fun. 
uh, you know, but but we'll come back. Uh, our last show, our first show of the season will be January 23rd. That's a Tuesday because we always record on Tuesday live, and then you can stream it afterwards. Uh, and that'll be our, our, our season three premiere. And we are, will follow up this award discussion with the nominees for the Oscar, which drops that evening. We'll do about half an hour, though. That's all. But then we're going to do for the rest of the app is our top five favorite films of 2016. So that's our best. Uh, we always, so, guys, write that down. Okay. Well, so I'm gonna, that's our season three yeah. there. And so I'm going to have to spend like, my Christmas break. Yep. It, Catch up on everything. Uh, so it's going to be a round robin like last time. We're going to do, uh, we're going to read one through uh, five to one on air, but get a list of 10 in case that somebody already covers the film. You can bring something up from your lower, from your lower part of your, of your top 10, like we do before. So it's going to be that kind of a thing. Um, I'm going to ask, uh, I haven't asked her yet, but I'm going to ask Emily from the feminine critique to call in also and give a review of the lifetimes remake of beaches, which drops while we're, while we're off air. I think that's January 9th, I believe. <laughs> so, or, or so I'd have to double check that, but it, it was Dina Menzel, uh, you know, playing Bette Midler's role in Beaches. Uh, so, and she's a huge Lifetime nerd. She loves Lifetime and Bad. Like when I told her about I Tonya, she got so excited. It was so funny. Uh, you know. Um, so I'm gonna have her call in and give a review because I want someone that actually is a Lifetime movie fan to review it because I'm not the right person for that audience. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I didn't watch. I mean, I know that Aaron Marie cries at it, but I, I, you know, no, I, I can't. <laughs> no, I, you were mistaken no. me for somebody a lot more soft-hearted. Hmm. I, oh, like I said, the last time I watched, the last time I watched a Lifetime movie was seriously when they made that. That I mean, just like the flowers in the attic train wreck. I had to watch that, but. <laughs> so. Well, anyway, so I, I'm going to ask her if she'll be on this. So fingers crossed on that. But it'll, but more importantly, that will be our top our top five films of 2016, which is a very important list for all of us. Last year, our uh, Queenie and I had our top one and two, even though we were flipped. We had the same top one and two, which was Krampus and uh, uh, what we do in the shadows. Uh, so, and then like Erin Marie didn't have Krampus and doesn't like Krampus now. And it makes me sad. And I want her to retry it, retry it because it's better than you think it is. I think that's a lot of, uh, try it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so what was your number one last year? Do you remember Erin Marie? No clue. <laughs> I don't remember. I have to re-listen to I'd have to re-listen to it. So, uh, but uh, anyway, so that's all coming up. So that's the 23rd, and we're done for the night. So uh, thank you again, Aaron Cousin, and calling in and, and geeking out with Star Wars and all our fun stuff. You always have important stuff to say. And thank you again. We made it to – thank you for being our L.A. correspondent for Sexy Witches. We could not do this show without you, Aaron. I'm serious. So thank you. I'm serious, Aww. too. Like, yeah. you, man. Thank you, Warlock. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guys, thank you very much. Sexy Warlock. <laughs> Are you and, and I want to thank, 
Queenie Todd as oh as well because my girl Queenie, uh, you know when I started when I was starting the show it was for her it was it was one she was like the first one of the first people I she was her and Jenny were the two yep. people like if I wanted to be on the show it's gonna be them too and it was the right answer and here we are it's through two seasons. Thank you. Through the thick and thin, you're still here. So thank you for that. No problem. And, and Aaron like Marie, here. Here, you've now officially done a full whole season of Sexy Witches because she came on in the middle of season one. We have now officially done 20 episodes for this season. Uh, and we did 16 for season one. So we are really, we did okay. We are content creators. Yes, we are. And so Woo-hoo. thank you guys for helping with the content creators. Once again, we'll come back on the 23rd of January when our season premiere is the best of 2016 movies and Oscar nomination discussion. Uh, and before, and we'll talk about all sorts of things coming up in the future. I know the Power Ranger movie, Assassin's Creed. We uh, we have a lot. Uh, uh, you know, we'll talk about how we feel about Rogue One. There's so much geekery to be had. And believe me, we're all going to need a distraction in 2017. So let's enjoy our mm-hmm. distraction. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave tonight with one of my favorite distractions, mechanical music, which has made a nice, wonderful uh, rebound this year, partly because of Westworld and uh, the cutting rolls of people's Radiohead songs. Everyone's all excited about mechanical music again. So I went to the uh, Carousel Association rally at Knobles this year, and they let me record uh, Trudy, which is a wooden wooden uh, calliope, uh, she is run com- no computers. She is completely run mechanically, and they cut a Star Wars role. And so I'm going to leave you tonight with the Imperial March uh, from from Knobles. And once again, thank you, sexy witches and warlock, and good Phil Humphrey and blessed be. See you in January and season three. Much love. Thank you.